Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn, joined as always by my co-host, Ryan Donnelly. And Ryan, we're uh, we're not alone this week. We're, we're finally, uh, finally, at long last, we have opened up this podcasting relationship and we have welcomed another into the fold <laughs> for this episode. What are we doing here, Ryan? Welcome to our third here, uh, friend of the show, long time, long time, you know, compatriot of an endorsement or endorser of everything we say in this podcast as well. Yep. Um, <laughs> we have brought thick Dan Stauskas to the mix once again. Uh, Dan, thanks for joining us. Uh, how you doing? Oh, no, I'm, I'm feeling good. I think there's, uh, you know, you guys haven't told me what, what we're doing on this episode yet. I'm assuming um, just talking ball, just doing normal stuff, not being used mm-hmm. as any kind of uh, free pass to do something you know, uh, uh-huh. pr- pretty offensive. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, we wouldn't we wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> this is, however, unfortunately, this is our all, the, we're doing the all Italian team episode uh, this week, Dan. So we are That's actually. Right. Um, uh, hopefully that doesn't, that doesn't really conflict with anything that you've just said. I, it should be fine. I don't, I don't think it would be a huge deal or anything like that. Well, no. I mean, that's actually good. Cause I, I do maintain a database of every Italian that's ever played, uh, <laughs> co- major college football. So I'm, I'm pretty ready for this one actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's good. And, and of course we're doing this because we had just realized Patrick and I have this marked on our calendars and I'm sure you do as well. It's actually the 84th anniversary uh, this this week of college football's 1939 anti or, or sorry anti uh, all Polish all American team, uh, which is um, the first of many <laughs> many anti Polish all American team. <laughs> the anti Polish task force in college football. The anti the, the anti Polish all American team is nominating the best Germans and Russians in college football. <laughs> <laughs> 1939 being just a prime time to do that. <laughs> Getting it ready. Oh, fuck. It's in the air. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Let's <laughs> really rub it in, you know? This is a good start. This is a good start. So, so for a little bit of context, this is not a thing that we're making up. I think we've talked about this before on the show, but in 1939, there was an all-Polish, all-American team for college football that uh, I think just various newspapers put together. I don't know why they did yeah, this. The article, really? it was actually published in the Sunday Morning Star, uh, and the title of the article was In the Polish Colony. <laughs> why? Uh, which is really good. <laughs> <laughs> why did they do this? There's not like a list uh, of, oh, other, you know, all Polish. It seems like they did it once. Like they did the 1931, <laughs> the, the, the 1939 one as just a one-off. It's just, all right, these are the best Polish guys and there won't be any more after this. These are the last Polish college football players. <laughs> here's here's a great thing too. I'm just going to show you, where you guys some other headlines. The paper this was published in. Okay. Um, I'm just going around this front page now. It's really good. At first of all, it was front page news. I should I should clarify that. <laughs> of course. Uh, also, also it's the like, fun- <laughs> page two is like victory in Japan. Page one, all Polish, <laughs> <laughs> all American team. Uh, here's some other ones they have on here. Um, this is published in Boston. Uh, liquor often thwarts those trying suicide. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's We've go. Got, uh, yeah, this is this. Oh man, I'm not gonna say anything about the pol disparaging about the Polish there, but uh, we've got stolen car returned to better condition from Liverpool, Ohio. <laughs> uh, and my personal favorite, Poles Yol feats ravaged by foes. Oh no. This is this is about how, how people wouldn't let Polish people do carol singing during their Christmas celebration because it wasn't the right kind of sing. <laughs> <laughs> what was happening with the Sunday Morning Star in 1939? On? Yeah, I, I'm looking here. There are, I mean, uh, every headline in this thing is really good. Robot designed to land plane. Prisoner paints mural and wins attention. <laughs> How about this like, new big value ABC washer? This is great. Look at this washer, Patrick. Oh, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> what, what is the name of this paper again? Uh, uh, it's the Sunday Morning Star. It was Wilmington, Delaware's paper. Um, well, this was, was published this, on December 24th, 1939. Was it like fucking um, Polish week there? I don't understand. Why is there so much Polish news? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Unclear. so funny. I, this, is, uh, this feels like... It, what a bizarre collection of stories. Yeah, there's another one here on page 12 that just is titled Leading Children into Crime. 
That's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's the flipping the field promise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, God. I actually I was gonna read another one. As I look at this, maybe I shouldn't read another headline here. There's some <laughs> there's some questionable stuff elsewhere in this newspaper, uh, in, including yeah. and not limited to eating from the white folks table. What does that mean? What? <laughs> They're teaching Italians how to assimilate the culture. Yeah. Well, speaking of Italians assimilating into the culture, um, that's exactly what we've done here. We've assimilated Italians at long last. Uh, They're officially white. We have have claimed them for this podcast. We have put together a group here of an all-Italian college football team, an all-American team of sorts from the 2022 season. All of these guys are uh, confirmed 100% Italian, no doubt about it, no questions asked, no argument to be had. They are all fully confirmed Italian. Um, And uh, before we jump into this, before we start our, our reading off our team here, I think that we should note uh, that everything that we say on this podcast, uh, everything we have said, everything we will say in perpetuity is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Uh, Homefieldapparel.com, <laughs> use the code Meet at Midfield for 15% off your first purchase. They endorse everything that we're about to say in this podcast, um, including, Ryan, some, there, there are some, some words that Homefield Apparel definitely endorses that we use in this podcast, correct? That's right. That's right. Now, just just to make this a family friendly podcast, we do have a lot of kids that listen to this. Um, listen, you may hear us use certain words on this podcast. We're going to do our best to bleep them out or add any kind of comical sound effects to avoid them. Um, we're not we're not going to be calling them. Uh, other various phrases we use to call these people. None of those are going to be used any further this episode. Um, just, just, if you hear anything that sounds like it might be an anti-Italian slur, we have quality checked this podcast uh-huh. actually with the help of our good friends at hardcoreitalians.blog, our other sponsor today. Uh-huh. Um, I was doing some research for this podcast to make sure I didn't accidentally find any Italian listeners. Uh, and I was doing some good research here. I once again at hardcoreitalians.blog. Patrick and Dan, I stumbled across a pretty good, uh, a top comment here on hardcoreitalians.blog. I'm going to share you guys. Okay. It's by... It's by a guy named Rocco Panucci, okay. um, which, which I believe he may be of Italian descent. It's unclear, but yeah. I think it's possible. Yeah, Is um, everyone on HardcoreItalians.blog just using their full real name? <laughs> <laughs> it appears that more than more than 80% of them are. That's the best kind of uh, message board right there. That is that is peak stuff. So, so Rocco has a little comment for us here to clarify something, though, because... Rocco identifies himself in this post as a, a Sicilian American historian. Okay. Uh, he wants us to know that those slurs we just listed off, which again, you guys unfortunately cannot hear uh-huh. um, due to censorship by big corporate media, uh, that these were not directed towards Italians, but specifically Sicilians, that he is claiming the unification of Italy led to uh, the Calabres, the Napolitans, the Sardinians, all using these slurs pejoratively against Sicilians to cut them out as the South became part of the you know, unified North and became you know a little whiter, that essentially the real victim of all this is Sicilians and not all Italians. So basically, if you're from uh, somewhere in Italy, it's not Sicily, you're actually uh, stealing valor by being called those slurs. And it's your it's your duty to, to never let anyone call you that or unless something I think you're a Sicilian. That's good. That's that, so true. It's this. Yeah, this guy's inventing an Italian version of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Just. Like, uh-huh. like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Southern Organized Crime Center. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's awesome, dude. Like Italians, it's like people that are really into being in being Italian um, in America. And by the way, to clarify, I I I am Italian. I identify as Italian. Don't ask what. The majority of you know my, my heritage is yeah. it's not important italian well, last name's italian i'm yeah. italian um yeah but uh, i have enough to get away with it as well i'm about half so i can i can get we're, we're fine yeah and, I, and i'm irish no, so i'm allowed to be racist towards italians that's I mean, <laughs> right and, and as we've established irish and italians are you know yeah. functionally the same thing yeah pretty much um and so no like guys that are like super into being italian and like you know 2023 all or it's like it's like a race to the bottom of like who's the who's the most oppressed like subset of italians um sicilians love to do that that's that's like their favorite thing to do in their defense my so my grandfather was one of the most deeply racist men who's ever lived i believe but he (laughs) did uh consistently tell my mother that sicilians were not italians were actually african 
uh, and that you uh, you cannot call them uh, Italian. So there might they might have something to this. I don't know. He was he was from Naples. Yeah. There might be a little heat here. Yeah. Or sorry, he was Calabrese. Sorry, he was from, he was from Calabria. But you know, uh, they might have a little juice. I don't know. The Sicilians might have something to complain about. Yeah. We'll be looking into that for the next episode. That's going to be our <laughs> next yeah. episode is just our Sicilians Italian or vice versa. We should just do like flipping the field outside the lines like once a year. We pick a serious topic and try <laughs> a serious, not at all college football related topic. <laughs> flipping the field cracks the case on polio. Um... Oh man! Um, all right, you guys want yeah, to kick this to off here? To... Yeah, to get back to this, we are doing our anti-Italian team here. Um, <laughs> which one of you guys picked? Who started with quarterback? Let's, I have no organization method for this. I, my, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think I was responsible for quarterback. Um, so uh, I, th- I think starting a quarterback, we have Tommy DeVito. Um, not in any way uh, related to Danny. Danny, I believe, no. um, three-star <laughs> quarterback from New Jersey. Uh, went to I, I I was I was looking up like he had a, he had a ton of articles written about him uh, in like the local New Jersey press about like how he had like a chip on his shoulder and like worked worked really really hard to get uh, to Elite Eleven uh, played for played for Illinois last year um, was I don't know pretty pretty nondescript but like I, I feel like a pretty quintessential like tough uh, tough white quarterback like uh, Illinois fans like love just like how hard he ran and like how you know inaccurate he was and mm-hmm. anything like outside of five yards um yeah no this is this tommy devito's a, a really solid italian name yeah absolutely yeah, that's yeah. a good one uh, another contender here was rocky lombardi from uh northern illinois but he did not he did not play enough to qualify unfortunately but that is another that's a very strong italian quarterback we got right there yeah, yeah also guy, uh, guy who gets named rocky because his parents like the movie so much is, is a pretty <laughs> funny kind of italian guy to be absolutely <laughs> Rocky Lombardi, the the guy that owned me harder than I, anyone's ever owned me online. When I I spent like all of the twenty twenty off season talking about how dog shit he was uh, and how bad he was going to be for Michigan State, and then he just lit us up um, in the in the COVID season. Uh, it was sick. Um, yeah, but uh, I also had. <laughs> Would you say sorry? No, I said that rock. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, he yeah, was, he was, was doing good work. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah the, it was a really <laughs> funny game, objectively. Tommy DeVito, great. I mean, also, you got to respect him going to Illinois. He identified, like, one of the most racist fan bases in the college football and decided to go pick up with them. He was like, damn, these guys in Syracuse who, like, you know, hate the idea of New York City because there are, like, too many Irish people there, they're not good enough for me. I got to go out to the plains of Illinois to find a deeper level of, like, Big Ten racism. Um, he's actually, I believe, also the first Italian man to ever live in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. He's also um, he's also somehow the second Illinois player on this team. There's another Illinois guy coming up on the defense. <laughs> Brett Bielema's doing let's work. Let's go, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do have a You got to appreciate Brett Bielema doing really good work integrating, you know, Illinois football. Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> Yeah, Brett, know, Brett is. Like it, he's he's really making progress. Brett is doing well, he the saw, he's doing the midwestern yeah. version of what Ed like Ed Orgeron does, walking into a Cajun household. He's just eating whatever the local you know cuisine is for various midwestern <laughs> yeah. towns. He's eating tiger sandwiches in Wisconsin. He's just like getting <laughs> sick every day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Brett Bielema is, is doing incredible work here. Obviously, we love him. Uh, I think it's probably just a response to what he saw at his alma mater, Iowa, right? Like he he saw how. Uh, who was that? Who was the uh, strength coach in Iowa that got that got uh, fired? Oh God, uh, Doyle. Was it Chris Doyle? Is that his name? Yeah, Chris Doyle. Thank you. He was responding to that, and he was like telling his Italian players to like take off your overalls, like stop stop being a plumber <laughs> and, and various other things, <laughs> trying to instill a culture of unity on the team. Um, oh man, dude! Like the Italian version of a guy that like tells uh, tells kids to like pull up their pants. What is what is the Italian version of that guy telling young Italian men to do? Like on his like, uh, hair. Like just, just yeah. wash your hair. Wash your hair one time a month. Like, wash wash your wife beater. Like don't don't come out with pasta stains on your wife beater. You're oh disrespecting our community. You've got Illinois branded wife beaters. You have to wear it if you're around the football facilities. It has to have the Nike logo on it or you're not allowed in. Turn, turn down all that all that Frank Sinatra. This listen cereal. Every Friday they get together to watch the original Ocean's Eleven. That's it. That's the only movie they watch all season. He's oh, making them all go to Protestant church. Yeah. <laughs> 
I did. Uh, as I was looking up, I was on the Wikipedia page for this episode on the list of uh, ethnicities and epithets by by racial group. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they did have one on there, which is which I think it's your home page, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I do default to that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it, there was there were two different slurs on there for what Italian immigrants in North America called Protestant people. Uh, one was specifically used only by Canadians, and one was by uh, one was by Italian Americans. I guess. Let me let me pull it up here. Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, let's see here. Oh man, one second. It was uh, mangia cake is what they called uh, what they called okay. Protestants in Canada. Pretty lame one. Yeah. And uh, metagon, metagon is the word for wasps uh, uh, from Italian. So yeah. every one you guys ever. Yeah. <laughs> every day you're walking into work like like the fucking celery man <laughs> video, except you're just telling it to show you various racial slurs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> now metagon, I can work with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Italians have uh, Italians invent like the word like th- those are not like handy. That, that first one is like four syllables. Like a good like Italian slurs, just you know you can shoot them off like right away. Like, yeah. They're ready to go. It, it it bites like Italians just cannot come up with good good comebacks. No, no too long, too wordy. You got to get it out there that's with one or two syllables max. That's when they start organized crime. Yeah, that's that's what's their response. <laughs> they just got so mad. <laughs> got too pissed i like the idea, i like the idea of a guy who thinks that italians invented crime like the concept yeah. of crime <laughs> the first ones to Dude, ever I, uh, this is a fun little anecdote i was gonna pull out later in the episode but i'll just bust it out now i do have a friend here in argentina who is uh ecuadorian and apparently he that's it's a pretty well his city's pretty well known for being like the moving point for a lot of the drugs to leave south america and go to europe and he was talking about how in his lifetime, it's basically stopped being Italian guys and Albanians have replaced them. He's like, it's all Albanians coming to town now to ship the drugs out. There's no more Italians in here anymore. He's like, it's it's pretty much white replacement, you know. We're, we're yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> we're we're doing we're doing the 14 words to make sure Italians <laughs> have a place to, uh, to ship drugs out of another continent <laughs> with Albanians. Yeah, classic. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the fear. That's the big fear of every every racist guy. I'm going to be replaced by an Albanian soon. <laughs> They're fucking everywhere. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're on to our second position after eight minutes. Of- <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Who's up for running? Is Patrick, were you on running back duty? Yeah, so I, 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 I have, uh, I've gone with uh, Juma Otoviano, probably? Otaviano yeah. from Rice. Um, who I don't know anything about, but that's an Italian last name. You cannot tell me otherwise. Yeah. I don't think that this kid is Italian in any way, shape, or form, but that's an Italian last name. Uh, I don't, Should have been. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. He was he was uh, ordained to be Italian, and he just it just didn't go right. He's uh, he's named Juma because his family is too Italian to say Jimmy the right way. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't come out right. <laughs> Juma, the man of God. <laughs> <laughs> i was i was yeah. thinking we should uh after this episode we should just like congrats to the flipping the field uh 2022 all like you know all italian <laughs> tagging and just guys. at every single <laughs> one of these guys <laughs> subscribing for twitter blue to uh yeah. to be able to use a longer tweet to tag all of them <laughs> oh, really funny. Funny. How, many, how many spots would you be like what the fuck <laughs> like try try make like a i would pay like i would pay like uh i'm gonna pay hayes Fawcett to do uh you know like a really nice graphic for the 2022 all all italian american you're laughing but we have at least two or three listeners who are insane enough to make this graphic for us if we yeah. put the ask out there Absolutely. like this will be made yeah getting yeah. getting like the the retweet and then later the team statement from very schools who had a player selected we're very proud of him for being named to the all italian team rice rice congratulating juma otaviano on being named first team all italian american we're so proud of you we always knew you could do it Someone's gonna say they actually they grew up dreaming of this, right? There's gonna be one of these kids is actually Italian on here. It's like this is yeah. these parents are gonna print it out. It's gonna be on the fridge. Yeah, it's gonna be a Sunday dinner. Yeah, they're printing out the podcast episode. It's unclear how they've even managed. 
do it. Just, just Patrick's description that includes our Twitter handles, which yeah. leads to some big fights at the next family dinner afterwards. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I think, I think I'm up here with our, our wide receiver trio. You sure are. Uh, I'm starting, I'm starting with uh, a good friend of the podcast, Patrick, one of your, one of your personal friends. Uh, Nico Remigio of Fresno State, yeah. um, who is, uh, that's definitely an Italian guy, and don't Google him. Just trust me, he's Italian. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can promise that one. Uh, he was, he's actually one of the better receivers uh, in the Mountain West last year, if I recall correctly. I think he was named to uh, second-team All-Mountain West wide receiver and punt returner. Yeah, good So, player. I mean, second-team All-Mountain West, first-team All-Italian. Yeah. One of the only guys on the other side of the Rockies as well to make this team. Uh, not a lot of them. Uh, he's really kind of breaking some barriers for us in doing so. Yeah. So, congrats yeah. to Nico. Um, we do have an actual Italian kid here. Um, I believe one of the only, uh, like, top 100 white receivers in a long time. You don't have a lot of these guys coming out anymore. Uh, we have Troy Stellato of Clemson, who, to clarify, did not play football last year. He was injured the entire season. No. Did make, uh, I think, one catch the year prior. Uh, he's on his way, though. He is well on his way to to, to really performing at a high level for this team. Uh, Stellato, I think, also, he was considering Cle- uh, Michigan and Ohio State as a recruit, right? You remember yeah. this guy, Dan? Um, I remember. Oh, Dan, you are, uh, you are, your mic is off. We've we've lost Dan. I remember him because I remember his profile picture on two four seven as being really funny, and I was right. It was really funny. He looks ridiculous. Yeah, he looks utterly yeah, ridiculous. We, we have compromised Dan to a semi permanent end at the moment. <laughs> the the woke mind virus has gotten Dan. He has been <laughs> he has been pulled off this episode by the powers that be. Uh, 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 well, what are you gonna do? All right, I'm just going. All right, you're, we got yeah, him. you're back now. He's you're back. back. He's he's recovered from the woke mind virus. Dan, welcome back. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, also, Troy, I think is Colorado, though. <laughs> uh, okay, I think he, I think he considered Michigan. He definitely Ohio State was one of his finalists. But anyway, no biggie. Uh, the other guy we have here, as you may have guessed, are not a lot of Italian guys that actually play wide receiver at the college football level. Yeah, not, we're not really uh, overrunneth with those guys. But we do have here, I think, one a brother who who must be part of the Italian family. His first name is Rome. We got to go with Rome. Uh, I think it's actually Rome, but Rome Adunze of Washington, yep. who is going to be a first round pick next year as well. Uh, he's going to be like one of the top five receivers taken next year uh, because the NFL does like receivers who catch their body, not their hands, and never get tired of doing that. They mm-hmm. love drafting Corey Coleman in the first round every year. Yeah. But uh, we're taking Rome Adunze, other, other, other first team all Italian. That is, uh, we have one skill position left. Patrick, it is your guy here. Let's hear about him. Yeah, this is Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Um, yeah, I mean, you had to assume. I just went straight to Iowa's roster when I was looking for a tight end for the team. I just kind of assumed that they had one, and I was right. Sam Laporta, uh, who is actually uh, a rare occurrence on this team, actually pretty good, it seems like. Uh, actually a pretty valuable player for Iowa, and I think a, a reasonable pick for this team, and also, of course, uh, Italian. You cannot argue mm-hmm. with Laporta. Once again, we have a, a, a sure thing Italian, no doubt about it. Uh, this one, <laughs> he hit it 450 out of the park. No doubt. No Pitcher didn't even look. Easily Italian. Um, yeah. yeah. The Quad Cities are a pretty famous Italian stronghold, too, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the Iowa Quad Cities. There's a lot of, lot of Italians there. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a pretty good school, skill core, all things considered. It's got... Uh, He's got a lot of talent, a, a stunning lack of white guys in this all-Italian team. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> Bat, batting 500 on white guys in the all-Italian skill core, yeah. which is I mean, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it'll get worse, but uh, <laughs> uh, Dan, I think it's we're up to you now for your special to hear the offensive line. Uh, this is, this is, these are your guys here. Let's hear who you got, who you got picked up for us. Yeah, so uh, up top we've got Nolan Rucci. Uh, who was a big-time recruit, I think top 10 or 15 five-star in the class of 2020. Um, place for Wisconsin. Uh, rare that, – that is, like, very ethnic for a, a Wisconsin offensive lineman. They are usually <laughs> – yeah. truly, that is the whitest position group in America. Um, he uh, he didn't he has not played that much this year, but uh, I guess he's got to be pushing through, I guess, uh, this year, I assume. Well, that's why, and, and Dan, to your point as well, that's actually why they forced out former Wisconsin offensive line coach Joe Rudolph. Uh, that's yeah. why he had to go to Virginia Tech is because he had been doing a a, a kind of, uh, he, he'd been lying, essentially, and saying his name had actually been Rodolfo until it was changed at Ellis Island. <laughs> uh, and they found out that wasn't true at all, and his people hailed from England, and, and that's why they got him out of there. Yeah. So credit to Luke Fickle for doing the right thing. Uh, thank you, Luke. Yeah, Luke Luke is definitely a friend of Italians. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> 
He's, he's Catholic, right? That that plays. He's, he's, he's Catholic. very Catholic, and he went to um, oh fuck, what's the name of the, the, the private school? I remember the name of his Catholic school. The Sales, yeah, St. Francis the Sales. I believe St. Francis is the the St. Francis of Assisi is is the uh, sure. is the patron saint of Italians or some shit like that, but. Yeah. And actually, I'll, I'll before, there. interestingly yeah. enough, before every DeSales football game, they do actually, they play the American National Anthem and they also play the Italian National Anthem. And so it's really, <laughs> it's really important at that school. Yeah. Turn me up. Yeah. <laughs> guy, guy kneeling for the Italian National Anthem and then standing for the American National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, it, like Italy is just a little bit too racist. Like America, <laughs> like they'll stand for. But Italy is <laughs> God. Uh, next up, we've got uh, John Gelate. Um, could not find literally anything about this guy online. Like tried, <laughs> tried so hard to Google him. Um, that's that's an Italian name, though. John, I would say that's a little bit too waspy, but he saves it with gelate. Yeah. Um, literally a type of yeah. Italian scream. Yeah. You know, you know he's being called Johnny by his family. You know he's never been called John once in his life. It's Johnny. Oh, yeah, Johnny John. G. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You, you know that they're like they definitely resent him for going to like a, a hoity-toity private school like Duke too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, big time. Yeah, it's always good when uh, you're doing an all-American team and you are uh, going through and and pulling out guys who you think their family does not like them anymore. I think him definitely. He's a guy who his family's just not talking to. No, no, thank you. You shouldn't have gone to Duke. That's uh, <laughs> you gotta you gotta identify those guys early. Yeah, why couldn't he have gone gone to Hofstra like the rest <laughs> of our family? You know? Yeah, dude. Speaking speaking of a guy, John G. By the way, I had a I had a high school teacher who we just called Mister G. But uh, Italian guy, as you may guess. Uh, but uh, he, he used to do this thing where he was like, you know, not a lot of guys, not a lot of Italian guys make it out of the Mon Valley in Pittsburgh. It's uh, it's just me and Joe Namath. You know, we're the only two making it out of there. And uh, he, he's basically, he's him and Joe Namath are putting on for Italian pride. So congratulations to Mr. G as, as being a member of this podcast as well. Yeah, he's actually also on our, he's, I think he's playing right <laughs> tackle for this team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ryan my, high school, teacher, my, my high school mock trial sponsor was, uh, is making a team. So congratulations <laughs> to him. There's one guy listening to this podcast who's dying laughing at that. Uh, no one else. Everyone else thinks that was the stupidest fucking aside I've ever done on the show. Uh, and yeah, he, he was running he was running mock trial it was all rico cases it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good that's good i have uh, i have also just just for you guys to you can kind of ruminate on this i have imagined sort of a remember the titan style movie with this team and <laughs> sylvester stallone is the coach <laughs> <laughs> and it's just and the whole thing's about uh they're just like integrating sicilians and other italians <laughs> That's the big, big overcoming. <laughs> if we want to win the big game, we got to learn how to love each other. <laughs> but instead they have of, they have Leo, they have Leo DiCaprio as the uh, as like the new fangled, new style integrator who like is being pushed <laughs> back on by the community. <laughs> you come in here, you try to change our traditions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And by the way, every team that they're playing against is fully integrated. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. They're just getting to Italians. Isn't like 1970s Long Island? That's good. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, next up, we have uh, Terrence Salami of Rutgers. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I found when I was doing uh, research for, for like the offensive line preview last year for uh, – for, for the bucket problem. Um, and yeah, Terrence Salami is his name. Um, Terry Salami. <laughs> oh my God. It's spelled Salami too. Like, it's just the worst. Yeah, it's, this is not fake. You guys can look this up. That's I love good. the idea of like later in his life being called Mr. Salami. <laughs> Mr. Salami, we're ready for you. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, Jesus. He's he's an offensive lineman, so you know he's going to get, like, triple bypass surgery, like, in his his 60s. 
her in his 50s and then the doctor's gonna hear that his name is mr salami <laughs> and just loses shit on the operating table <laughs> oh my god what do you oh, name god. your what do, i mean terrence is a is a noble effort to try and mitigate salami but like what do you name your kid when your last name is salami there's no good option there's no good I, like <laughs> oh i can really distract from the last name being salami there's no there's no good options yeah. there I feel like I would just lean into it like Sammy or Johnny, like Johnny Salami or <laughs> yeah. Sammy Salami. Like that's at least that way. It's like it's fully a funny name. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's yeah. That, that's that's fair. You got to accept your fate with that. Um, next up, we have Corey Lucky Luciano mm-hmm. uh, from Washington. Um, actually, played a pretty pretty big role in a really good offensive line at Washington this year. Um, only thing I found about this guy is that he does have um, his like. There's this like new, pretty like janky um, NIL like type portal site that I've been seeing a lot. Um, but he has uh, you you can you can buy a shout out from him for eleven dollars. So we could get probably <laughs> be on this podcast and to endorse this podcast and accept the uh, All Italian <laughs> Offensive Lineman of the Year award from, from <laughs> midfield for like not that much money. <laughs> yeah that's worth it we're gonna be yeah, doing that I, I'm, yeah i'm seeing here on his page there's a autograph for 50 dollars plus if we sent him like a framed graphic of the all italian team <laughs> got him to sign it. i bet we could get a, we could get a trophy made pretty easily as <laughs> he plays for washington he's gonna see Rome, romeo dunsey on there and just be like what the fuck wait a second <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. oh my god! Uh, did you guys also know the uh, just the Lucky Luciano shot there? You guys remember the uh, you know I had to do it to him post when the kid is just like dressed in Sperry's yeah, and that yeah. yeah that that was a a rapper from Pittsburgh who went by Lucky Luciano uh, that I was like uh, went to private school with the kid that I knew. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I'm two degrees away from Lucky Luciano. You know I had to do it to him Twitter post so. What do you do if you're that guy? Like, I just, that's, that's just gotta suck. <laughs> I shouldn't have posted, man. I should yeah. post. <laughs> A lesson for all um, of us. <laughs> rounding out the offensive line, we have Nick, uh, Nick Rossi or Rossi from Toledo. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have any, any, uh, any risks for this guy. This has been a pretty riff heavy offense. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, just, that's a nice clean one. Kid from Toledo. I, I mean, Toledo's a pretty Italian place, right? I mean, pretty much that whole kind of like belt around Lake Erie, pretty pretty heavily Italian. Uh, sure, that's my understanding. It's kind of they call it the they call it the Manicotti belt. Yeah, uh, I've, I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you go up to Akron, uh, you just you can't go anywhere. You can't throw us. You can't throw a fucking rock without hitting an Italian. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always said that uh, about Canton, Ohio. Just Italians galore. God damn it. <laughs> um, who are we on to, Patrick? You're up with the defensive line, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to start here with uh, at defensive end with the guy on this team who I feel probably least good about. Who I, I really there's I have no real justification for this other than his last name ends with a, <laughs> a vowel, uh, and he used to go to UMass. Uh, Marcus Marcus Kushney is my pick here at defensive end for the first spot. Um, he's at Florida State now. He was at UMass. Um, I ha- like I said, I have no other reasoning for this. Uh, he's a pretty good player i mean it, it's uh he would be deserving of the nod but i cannot uh i cannot really argue that he's italian it's just that there are not very many italian defensive linemen uh at least not ones who i could find so what are you gonna do um we do have here however the only actual from italy italian guy in college football right as the other as the other defensive end uh guy whose name i cannot even say i don't even know how to say this guy's name ryan do you know how to say this guy's name yeah, I do, but I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I do think I covered him briefly as a recruit when I was yeah. covering Pitt. Um, yeah. Mm. No, I couldn't tell you. I, I could not personally. Uh, I don't know. His dad's name, I'll, plus I'm looking at his page right now on the Pitt website. Uh-huh. That's a fun fact here. His dad's name is um, Paolo Francescelli. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's he's got that going. I don't know how he got Baldonado's last name, but we'll, we'll figure that out. We're gonna go. So uh, I'm gonna go with Habakkuk. I'm gonna say it's Habakkuk Baldonado, who is a defensive end at Pitt. Uh, actually from Italy, straight up from Italy. He is Italian. There's no. He's he's from Italy. Um, he is, as I said, I think the only one in college football. Uh, pretty. Uh, gonna be honest. Pretty easy pick there. Good player too. He's a mid round guy, isn't he, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely uh, pretty. I think he started like 23 games at Pitt. That defensive line has been sick year after year too. Charlie Partridge is one of the best D-line coaches in the country. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Fun if we just started uh, talking football from here on out. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I really like how he, you know he does a lot of dirty work. Like he's eating he's eating double play <laughs> in the team. Yeah, I mean, real a natural base end of the league. I think it's a guy who makes a who makes a mark in the fifth round, sixth round somewhere, hangs onto a team. He's got a real shot to play in this yeah, league. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the all yeah, Italian so I, mock draft. It's funny to uh, so so I clicked. You can click on like the two four seven like just all time Italy rankings like in the way you can do like other states, and it's just him. Like it's the only guy. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I was trying to look up historical Italian football players, but I think there was like one kicker in the league one time or something like that. But as you may guess, not not a well stocked group uh, who have made the NCAA and NFL from from Italy. Uh, we're working on that though we're working to end that discrimination and this podcast is a strong first step for us yeah that's that's yeah that's true and really for all italians um rounding out the defensive line here we have two defensive tackles one who i'm just going to gloss over james carpenter of james madison no no thoughts on that um but one Mm -hmm. who i'm i'm really actually very excited to tell you guys about so this is dante corleone who is at cincinnati (laughs) um and he he was a he was a freshman all-american last year really really good player uh but he's nicknamed the godfather <laughs> it's, it's like in his team bio this guy's nickname is the godfather he is not in any way italian but his uh his name is fucking don corleone and he's nicknamed the godfather i could not and pass we had to question if luke fickle was an ally of the italians we had to question it. come on he had this guy on his team <laughs> I can't believe that there's a guy rolling around at Cincinnati whose name is Don Corleone. That's that unbelievable. Is, you know his parents just like, or his his dad probably specifically just loved The Godfather. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That is, yeah, this is 100% just dad loved a movie kind of name right here. Yeah, his dad's like taking his kid, he's a kid's like four years old, he's taking the parties with his buddies and making him do like the just when I think I'm outlined, like there's like Silvio and, and, uh, uh, and the Sopranos all the time. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's so cool to name your kid with a nickname in mind too. Just like one day, one day they're going to be calling you the Godfather because of what I've done here today. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. Good stuff. Um, moving on here to the linebacker room. Uh, we have a pick who is actually, I would say, near and dear to both of your hearts for what he has done for the Ohio State and Michigan rivalry. It's Cody Simon from mm. Ohio State, uh, notable New Jersey product, uh, of course, an Italian hotbed, and uh, Simon is Italian enough of a name that I can go with it. So Cody Simon is the first yeah. pick here in the linebacker room, uh, and uh, as I said, I know that this is a very important man for both of you, too. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize it wasn't reported on too much for some reason, but he is Paul Simon's kid as well. <laughs> Um, as part of this Ohio State team, you know, he's not really mentioned in with the Marvin Harrisons and the you know other various NFL fathers, but yeah, Paul Simon is his father here. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, pretty low effort, man. I didn't really have anything to follow that up on. <laughs> really good, just a standalone in and out, no problem. Not all the riffs need to linger, you know. <laughs> just get in, get out. Don't need to waste any time. Uh, also at linebacker here, we've got Illinois' uh, Isaac Darkangelo and then Oregon State's Jack Coletto, who also played quarterback and tight end and maybe kicked for them as well. Um, he was named the most versatile player in college football. Uh, you already know he's got to be on this list, even though I think he had like 12 tackles last year. Um, this is a good front seven uh, here. This is a strong Italian front seven. We have three or four guys yeah. who might actually be Italian within this group. <laughs> Naming your kid Isaac Darkangelo is a sign you have probably read the Bible a little bit too much yeah i think you <laughs> i think you got to cool out on the bible yeah, a bit. you're Maybe own, a bible you're, addict yeah you're oh, yeah, overdosing on scripture <laughs> you gotta delete the bible app from your phone for a week take a take a tolerance break you gotta get Dude. a bible narcan <laughs> i was uh i was drinking this weekend with some some british people uh as well as some argentinians and uh they were they were kind of talking about Mormonism and, and like they're all kind of fascinated by Mormonism in the United States. I think mm-hmm. it's like one of the funniest things of all time. I got the chance to explain what it is, what the Church of Latter Day Saints is to uh, to an Argentinian who never really heard of it, 
and got to tell them that the whole thing that basically is like Jesus is from America. He's from Kansas or whatever, or Missouri. Uh, I got to explain the whole thing and they were just fucking, they were pumped about it. They were yeah. so excited. That's, that's, uh, that's it fun. is a great move to, to be like, not only does God love America, God is from America. God is American. <laughs> it's one of the coolest moves anyone's ever done. That, that is kind of like the, the religion version of what we did with football. You know, it's just like, be like, yeah, actually, we have our own sport that's also called your most popular sport, and it's better. And more <laughs> yeah, it's way more fun too. Where it's not fucking yeah. lame like your guys' sport. <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah, that dude. Mormons rock. It's like, yeah, when you die, you get to like be God. Like that's the coolest. Thing. Like, just add into adding a third book to the Bible. Fucking rocks. It's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta. Shoot or shoot. They're kind of like the Brandon Sanderson of, uh, of religion. <laughs> I've been saying that. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, I think I'm up here. Yeah. Uh, I got the fun task shared among all of us of uh, finding how to out of the field an Italian secondary in college football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was challenging, as you guys may guess. It was not very easy to do. Uh, I do have we – got, we got a couple of good players on here. We have Angelo Gross of Michigan State. Uh, don't explain this one too much. First name's Angelo. Didn't have much else to go on. Yeah. Sounds like he could be a Sopranos character, like a guy who gets whacked with an episode. Uh-huh. Pretty easy for me. Um, second one here at, the, at corner, a little more difficult, as you may guess. Um, here's what I went with. I'm, I'm going to say the name here and I'm going to explain it afterwards. We have Chandler Fincher. Uh, Chandler Fincher uh, was a recruit. Uh, he signed with Arizona State and then transferred to, to TCU as a preferred walk-on. Uh, he's out of Newport Beach, uh, California. He's only notable because he is, in fact, the only white corner who has been ranked in the top 200 at the position in the last four recruiting classes. Um, so shout out to Chandler Fincher for for breaking barriers. Uh, Riley Moss wasn't there. None of these other guys are there. We got Chandler Fincher and him alone. So huge credit to him. Yep. Uh, any commentary on that? You guys have any thoughts on white corners? Uh, I like them. I'm pro. <laughs> <laughs> It's wild how truly how few like just law of averages you'd expect there'd be more. It's it's crazy how few there are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you've had your Peyton Hillises out there, right? You've had your your Hunter Renfro's. Like we can't get one. There's not one guy who can get this guy <laughs> who can hang on. It's the, yeah, it's this guy. We're all we're all anxiously watching to see what he, what he does. Unfortunately, he. I feel like they all just get funneled to slot receiver. Like I genuinely think that's the problem is like they all just get funneled to slot receiver in, in high school. Like they don't let like coaches probably just don't let them do it anymore. Yeah. Braxton Berrios could have played corner. Like he could be like a, a low rent version of Clark Phillips or something like that. Like it could have worked out for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Chandler Fincher. He's now out of football, has not played in at least two years. Uh, I did find his LinkedIn. So if you guys want to look him up on LinkedIn and add him, yeah. <laughs> say you're we'll a to, Yeah, we'll, we'll have to let him know that he managed to make the all-Italian team. <laughs> um, didn't even need to the play. The safety position, safety position a little bit easier here. <clears throat> we do have uh, two Midwestern boys here. Starting with, I think to me, comfortably the most Italian name in the entire list, which is uh, Giacomo Arasi. Uh, uh, who is out there at Western Michigan. Don't know anything else about him. Don't think he really plays much. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll double check that. I have his profile pulled up. Um, yeah, last saw the field in 2021, made one tackle, did not play in 2022. Um, I'm sure he's doing well. Uh, I, I think we are rooting for Giacomo out there. Yeah. Does not have a picture anywhere on the internet, as far as I can tell? Um, <laughs> Always good. Always good for a yeah. college football player when there are no images of them, just as a <laughs> – Yeah. Oh, hang on. Actually, we've got his Instagram here. Okay. Um, let's see. Last post from Giacomo. Odds, probably. Yeah, it's uh, it's him in front of what appears to be, maybe the Detroit City skyline, saying "Throw me to the wolves, and I'll come back leading the pack." Okay. Uh, doing well. That's a talent. That's very. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, uh, oh man, he has a a huge tattoo on his left arm of uh four playing cards with grandma as a banner beneath it <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> what's the message there <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like to imagine uh, just a gambling addict <laughs> he is this is one of the most italian like come on you guys i'm saying this a picture of this guy in the chat right now this yeah. is one of the most like italian speak that out patrick yeah uh you've ever seen <laughs> you've ever seen uh in your entire fucking life you know this guy like you know guys like this you went to high school with if you're if you're from yeah. where i'm from 
Uh, Dan, I know you do as well, based on where you grew up. Regret- you know guys like this. Regrettably, I can confirm that in October of 2018, he was actually named Crusader of the Month by his high school. That's a rough. Uh, that's a rough award. <laughs> that's a rough award to be giving out. I would say. That's a. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, the other guy here, uh, pretty funny name as well. He's, he's another Wisconsin player. It's pretty pretty uh, pretty surprising to both made the list here. Yeah. We have John Torchio, mm. who's a safety for the Badgers. Um, he uh, he got a pick six against Purdue last year, so he got Defensive Player of the Week in the Big Ten. That's all it takes to do that. So congratulations to John Torchio. Can't <laughs> pick six against Purdue is just something anyone can do, but it's, I'm, I'm proud of him. Bless. Um, our final two guys here, the final two barrier breakers we have. Yeah, uh, we have a, a punter and a kicker, uh, Luke Elzinga of Central Michigan. Might be Italian. No Might way to be. know. He went to a Catholic high school in Grand Rapids. That feels pretty Italian to me. Um, he yep. was the first, uh, I've, first I've, Central Michigan punter. Go ahead. I've been saying, you know, Grand Rapids, it's the Italian capital of America. That's where they're all coming from. <laughs> all coming from. Uh, he is the first punter from Central Michigan to make all conference uh, for the Max in 2006. So that is huge for him. Congrats <laughs> to Luke Elsinga. <laughs> 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 we don't have another first, one here. What the uh, fuck we, are you talking about? The first punter from Central Michigan to make the All Mag team since 2006. What? It's on its, <laughs> it's on its bio on the website. That's all I can tell you, dude. I don't know what I, else to I say. like the idea of you going back and looking through every All Mag team. Is there a Central Michigan punter on? <laughs> 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 uh, also on his bio, he's the first Italian punter to, from yeah. <laughs> maybe all Mac team since 1954. Oh. Uh, there's, I'm also getting. I'm gonna. I'm gonna screenshot the next one for you guys. You can laugh at the ad that I'm looking at alongside me. Um, but I have my final player here. The final player on our list um, is uh, Matthew Depore, who is the place kicker. Uh, from Air Force, who is from the Dayton, Ohio area. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I just sent you guys a, a DM screenshot. Oh, fuck. They changed the ad on me. God damn it. Uh, never mind. It was an ad of this, the two guys from the solid verbal with their faces split. Like in a serious, it looked like the face-off cover, like that Travolta <laughs> Nick Cage movie. Uh-huh. Uh, they changed the ad before I could screenshot yeah. it. But uh, yeah, that's been advertised on the Air Force football website, which is pretty good to me. That is good. Um, we do love I that. I just think it's really cool they're letting Italians, you know, fly planes. Like yeah. That's, that's the big <laughs> yeah. Well, after all the incident with Amelia Earhart, you know, it was it was, it was in shaky waters there for a while, and they, they decided to come back around and say male Italians can fly planes, but yeah. they're still working on women to this day. <laughs> yeah, we're still fighting for that. One one of these days, we're gonna get there. Um, this is uh, this. Is, I, I would say this is actually a very good football team. I think we've uh, we've 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 built here. I feel confident that these guys could. Um, Maybe contend for the like the MAC championship. I think this would be a MAC championship yeah. level team, perhaps. They, which they is... could certainly like beat 2007 App State in a home game or something like that. I think mm. is what they could probably do. I've actually heard well. that. I've I've actually heard that's very difficult. Oh, that's, I don't know. A lot of people would say that 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 team was really like underrated and like you know probably would have been <laughs> in the top 25 if they were. It just happened to be the first time that you know there was a major upset of yeah. of, a, of an FBS team over a ranked team, but you know. Yeah. Again, I, I I agree though. Our 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 team probably probably could win that game. I mean, look, I can't be the only one that thinks that if the Italians got the team together, they could totally dominate the NFL. That, that, yeah, that, that does sound like a uh, like a message board thing. Like a guy that on a message board would come up with is our team lost because we didn't have enough Italians, right? Like that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like earnestly something that someone posted on like a Michigan message board after losing that game is if we had more Italians, if if Lloyd was brave enough to go out and get more Italians, this would have gone differently. It wouldn't have been like this if we had some more Italians on the team. We want kids in our team who want to be Catholic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the Catholic, like the Catholic Church. They're always talking about like every other church in America is talking about like, oh, how do we do like more youth outreach or whatever, you know? But like Catholics are like that guy in the message board that's like, hey, we want kids that want to be here. You know, we want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ironically, when I was a kid, I don't know if it was just a Pittsburgh thing or if it was all over, but. When the priest was doing mass, he would, like, if it was a Sunday game day, he would acknowledge that it was like, he's like, look, I'm trying to get you guys out of here and make it back to kickoff. 
I know we're all trying to catch the Steelers game. There were many, many times where I saw people wearing Steelers jerseys to church uh, when I was younger. It happened like every week, every week in the fall. Sometimes not in the fall. People just wear them like in the off season to church. Pretty common thing. Has it happened in Philadelphia or, or oh, I guess yeah, not in Columbus? Definitely, yeah. definitely in Protestant. Yeah, no, like Eagles games on like that's 100% like, you know, especially in especially in like, you know, Lutheran churches, like Protestants, you're, you're trying to get get in and out on Sundays. Um, yeah, that, that's, another, that's another competitive advantage that Protestants have over Catholics is you'll never you, you will never catch a, a true Catholic mass speeding things up to get to the one o'clock kickoff like well that's why that's why they're talking about putting the pitch clock in right uh on <laughs> <Catholic> <laughs> <masses>. <laughs> we, need pitch, we need to have a pitch clock for priests <laughs> uh, yeah, after they lost after they lost the world homily classic to uh, uh to the, the orthodox church they weren't too happy about that and decided to get back to the drawing board uh, I, I love the idea of like the pope coming out and saying that if you're going to commit to the catholic church you can't take visits to other churches right you're gonna you gotta, <laughs> you gotta be locked in you're just, once you're in you're in there's no decommitting from the catholic church <laughs> They're, they're, the Catholic message board posters are talking about how they need to get get with the times and get an NIL fund going. Yeah, yeah, we got to start. Go. To get we gotta... all, all the other churches they're doing indulgences, and oh, we're, we're not part of this just, just stuck up. My God, did I did bring up the whole like I, I was talking to a coworker about the Red Scare thing, where it's like you know the Pope is an actually the Have you guys heard this from the Red Scare pod? The Pope is an actually the Pope because of some doctrine or whatever from hundreds of years ago. But he's just you guys familiar with this all you know what i'm talking no, about what the I, fuck I, I are know, you talking like, about i have not like i don't i have not engaged with like red scare at all since like i don't know for like years now but they yeah neither do i yeah yeah, yeah I, I, i'm a grown man yeah yeah no 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 me neither me neither yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no i I've, i have seen them do that i have seen doctors yeah dasha posted about that that she's like you know he's actually just one of the patriarchs of the whole orthodox church and the whole the whole lineage Whatever, whatever. There's some, I'm not doing the whole thing, but yeah. I brought it up to a coworker who I know was into religion, not like in like a religious sense, but it's like a fan of theology. <laughs> as a fan, and, yeah, as a viewer. <laughs> yeah, she, she was like, she's like, no. But then, the audience, she was like, no, no, that is right though. That is true. And I was like, oh fuck. I like, uh, yeah, you know, you're right. That's so. I agree. That's, I was just, I brought it up because I agree with it, and it's it's yeah. real. She, she's, she's yeah, like, I definitely brought it up. I definitely she, brought it up with a shitting grin on my face because I. Agree. With it. <laughs> yeah, she's listening to like the the Bill Simmons religion podcast on the Ringer Network. <laughs> I'm a huge. I'm actually a huge religion fan. I'm, I'm looking forward to the draft this year. <laughs> Generational uh, religion prospect, like a 17 year old yeah. from a Catholic school. This kid's gonna be the go. What about? <laughs> How about how about fans of Judaism saying in order to be able to like get new recruits again, they have to stop doing the uh, the foreskin cutting, they have to stop doing circumcisions. <laughs> so if they want to keep if they want to keep up with the younger yeah. generation and get new recruits in the door, yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to. We... <laughs> this doesn't resonate with 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 the younger generations. <laughs> we might, we yeah, we need to lower our offense. We need to lower our foreskin standards for transfers if we're going to compete at this level of football. <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn admissions office is fucking us again. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah. I was thinking about trying to do some coaches for this. It'd be a little bit too easy. There's too many Italians in yeah. coaching. Yeah. Not very hard Italians to are uh... really good at coaching. This is like it's like <laughs> one of our favorite things to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean head coach Greg Schiano, coordinator Joe Rossi at, D- at DC OC. It's gotta be someone. I think Greg. I think Greg already has the all Italian staff at Rutgers, right? We could just take sure, Rutgers' yeah. coaching staff. Yeah, you guys just imported. I'm sure you guys have seen the Shiano, uh, uh, Shiano Soprano ad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a classic. Oh shit, dude! Why um, we don't need to hire Greg Shiano? We can get Urban Meyer to come out of retirement to coach this team. He would love to coach this fucking team. Are you kidding me? He'd be so down. He's the most it. Protestant man alive. He would lose this team in the locker room so fast. I think he could do it through sheer willpower. I I, I think he's got it. I think he's got it down. He's doing um he's doing his winner loser day except it's like a uh, winner and papist is what he's calling them. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it, is Urban's Catholic, right? He's super Catholic. No way, dude. What? No chance Urban's Catholic. I think he might be. I I think Urban might be Catholic. Let's. I gotta. I got no, he didn't go to that. Like, I've seen pictures of the inside of his house. Yes, That's dude. Urban, Urban, Urban Frank Meyer is Catholic. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Are you confirming this? Do you have do you have proof of it somewhere? 
Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like the first thing it says on his Wikipedia page is that he's Catholic. Okay, well, I don't know. He's not he's not in my church, I'll tell you yeah, that. So, so, yeah, the uh, second... Ryan, as, as the experts here, uh, Ryan and I are actually vetoing that. He's not Catholic. By that we mean we're sending a guy named Vito to make sure he can't get in yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just got vetoed. Yeah, we're uh, the second paragraph of his of his Wikipedia page that where it says uh, in the coaching career section starts with Meyer is Catholic and on several occasions has referred to the head coaching position at the University of Notre Dame as his dream job, leading to speculation that he would someday wish to coach wish to coach there. Um, hang on, hang on. He's Irish Catholic. It's a whole different thing. It's a it's basically a different religion, dude. Yeah, this doesn't count. <laughs> Okay, it's it's entirely it's entirely different, um, but he is Catholic. That is, there's there's no I will not hear argument on this. Urban Meyer is absolutely Catholic, even if it's a different version Ooh. of Catholic. It's all the same. Hang on, I believe you, but I just I just really good article I just found. I, I I'm opening this with no context. Yeah, it's a uh, at Douglas Douglas Douglasweiley.blogspot.com from February 2012. Yep. It's just titled "Urban Meyer and the Christian Buckeye Football Team." What do we think <laughs> this is about? What do, I, I, <laughs> I've got a pretty good guess based on the title. <laughs> I've got a good feel for what this uh, is going to be about. One of the most insane articles. That, yeah, is it just is it just some guy's blog? It is. It's a. He's apparently a former professor of law at Ohio State, oh uh, and he is. He is complaining when they hired Urban that he was going to do prayer in the locker room, and we should. Uh, we should ban him from being the head coach. He was trying to get a movement to not hire Urban Meyer's head coach. This is like the kind um, of article that they used to run at like Bleacher Report until 2014 yeah. or 2015. Every article at Bleacher Report used to be like Urban Meyer's Ohio State Buckeyes are too Catholic. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> This was this was probably would have been like the highest voted post on Reddit in February 2012 pretty yeah. easily. And it would be uh, now too if you ran it again now it would still be that. Yeah, he also he has he says here there's a picture of Mick Roddy with a cross in this uh, this article as well so that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh I do like he says that. this incident caused him to send a letter to the editor to the dispatch. Uh <laughs> this guy rocks. This is a cool guy to be. He added two postscripts over the next 6 months as well. Oh good. Um yeah. Well, cool. I, yeah. Ho- I hope he got his way. I <laughs> I hope he won that they didn't I mean, hire him. Yeah, like at the end of the day, he he wins, right? Yeah, he was right. That was that was the main problem with Urban Meyer is he was too Christian. Yeah, Ohio State was too yeah. Christian, and that's what that's why the tenure ended how it did. It was <laughs> Urban Meyer and his Christianity. Yeah, he was right. He's compl- he's complaining because Urban wore a lavender shirt early in his career and said it was an anti-gay thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What? I don't really know that. It- the connection between the two, but I'm sure we'll do some research and get back to this in the next <laughs> podcast. Urban is doing a secret kind of homophobia that no one except for this guy has heard about yet. <laughs> um, just to wrap up the podcast here, what are your favorite Catholic home field apparel t-shirts? Uh, do you guys have any <laughs> you've, you've picked out? or uh, I thought all of them were Catholic. Is that not true? <laughs> I, I thought every shirt came with sort of a... I've been getting ones where they come with like a rosary in the, in the box. I've, I assumed that that was true of all of them. Are they yeah, just doing I, that I, for I, me? I don't... I was under the impression that this was... A, that uh, Homefield Apparel was a, a sort of a Hobby Lobby type operation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Taylor works there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> She didn't even know it was just for Catholicism. She just thought she heard it was a it was a Hobby Lobby style situation. She's like, I gotta get, I gotta get in on this. I gotta be there. And and they're doing the same types of crimes that Hobby Lobby was doing. You know, funding ISIS with yeah with their business. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you guys see the dude who got uh, the American guy got arrested in Iraq this week or Afghanistan? Have you been following the story? No. What is this? Uh, he was one of the guys online who said that New York was more dangerous than Afghanistan. Oh, I did and then see he, this. Uh, yeah. went, and then he went to Afghanistan and got arrested by the Taliban. Uh, <laughs> Taliban, which is which is the, the Taliban. Uh, the, the Taliban, <laughs> which is pretty good. Guy doesn't know. Guy doesn't know how to say the Taliban. God damn it! I almost made it the whole fucking episode. Taliban. I almost made it the whole episode this time. Fuck. 
Oh, man. Uh, anyway, subscribe to meetupmidfield.com for more thoughts on the Taliban. Yeah. <laughs> say, say, saying it like saying it like Spider-Man in the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that does that? It's one of uh oh, that was just a Twitter joke, right? That was just a Twitter joke about I, I don't yeah, know. The Sp- Spider-Man is, oh, it was, is that's a long running thing. I've been saying Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> there was a joke about uh saying Spider-Man like it's a Jewish name on <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh which is really good oh uh dan before before we wrap up do you have any uh favorite ethnic slayers you want to share oh geez i mean you know i i've just i i wouldn't i don't think i've ever heard or heard any so you know it's it's I'm yeah just, I'm the least racist people that you know anyone's ever yeah that's they're always saying about me just yeah. never just never <laughs> never said anything problematic or, or at, at all any or you know especially if it's yeah been- yeah many have actually called dan the least racist podcast guest of all time there's never been a, a less racist podcast guest than 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 him which is really impressive we're very proud of him on this podcast yeah. probably true right yeah I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, unfortunately it does seem like all of our guests from philadelphia for some reason which does contribute to that <laughs> why why you made it out safe but yeah. uh what are you gonna do we're working on this yeah yeah yeah, well, listen. I heard I heard Bill Landis is launching a protest of uh, of Wario's in Columbus, the, the sandwich shop, because it's too Italian for him. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all I've got. All right. <laughs> let's 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 get out of here. Um, I'm not even going to do the fucking outro. We'll see you guys next week.